<laughs> All right, friends, open your Bibles. It should just fall open to Ephesians 4. All right, that's where it should just fall open. And that's not going to be a bad thing, as you'll see by the end of it. It's going to be our go-to source. It's going to be our go-to source. And uh, we trust that what we read now is going to be evident in 2032. Amen? What we read now, we want to be evident in 10 years' time. And for that to be evident in 10 years' time, we've got to start today. We've got to start today. So uh, while you get your Bibles open to Ephesians chapter 4, and we're we're at uh, verses 1 to 6 still, I'll be concluding that today. Amen. All right. But now, while you get your Bibles open, I want you to imagine now, I want you to imagine that uh, we were all holding hands. Okay? We were all holding hands, and with one hand, well, actually, you need both hands. We're all holding hands, but you're also holding on to a rope. You're holding on to a rope, and it's, it's weaved between all of us. And this group of people need to get from A to B, holding hands together while holding on to a rope. Now, if the guy in the front falls down and takes down two and three and four, that's going to affect the mobility of everyone else. Correct. Right. If the guy in the back wants to start running with two or three or four, that's going to affect the mobility of the group. And if people are collapsing in the middle or not doing anything, that's going to affect the mobility of the group. That's the picture that Paul has in mind when he's writing Ephesians 4, 1 to 6. One entity, one entity with each other, but also holding on to a rope, a figurative rope, okay? But holding on to that. And we have been looking at the foundations of how does this entity get it done? How does it, how does that walk look like? And we saw that, thanks George, our walk needs, okay, there we go. It needs effort. Okay, this walk is going to take effort. This walk is going to take time. This walk is going to require progress. We need to get from A to B. Otherwise, we're not walking. We're just making a noise and moving around, okay, or in a coma. But we need to make progress. We need to do it now. There's urgency in this walk. Amen? Sure. Amen? Okay, thank you. All right. Maybe you weren't here a few weeks ago. Now, this walk is serious. Amen? It was serious. And when we walk, when this entity gets from A to B, even if it's one baby step further, now that, that alone is a significant step. It's, it's pulling the weight. It's pulling the weight of what you and I have received in Christ Jesus. Chapters 1, 2, and 3. It's pulling the weight. Nothing else is going to pull the weight. Until we put in the time, make the effort, take it seriously, do it now, that walk will pull the weight. Alright, so have that in mind. And then we saw, thanks George, that uh, it's going to take some attitude adjustments to get this walk in unison. All right, what are the attitudes? Oh, no, never mind. Go back, George. We're not there yet. Yeah. I didn't put it up. Okay. Well, the attitudes are humility, gentleness, and for how long? With patience. With patience. All right. So now let's read the text. With all that in mind and the picture in mind, let's read it again. Ephesians 4, 1 to 6. As a prisoner for the Lord, then I urge you, So that's now. To live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Be completely humble 
and gentle, be patient, bearing with one another in love, make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father over all, who is over all and through all and in all. And just so far, may God bless the reading of His Word to us today. So we've got the basics of how this is going to work. We understand the attitudes necessary for this to work. Now there's a way in which this walk walks. It's not just any other way. It walks this way. There are actions to this walk. Otherwise you're disqualified. Okay? The actions are, and that's what we're going to break down today. What are the actions? Bearing in mind we have an attitude adjustment. Bearing in mind that we're with one another and holding on to a figurative rope. All moving together. What does this look like? And it says there in verse 2, after the attitudes, humble, gentle, and patient, comma, what's the first one? Bearing with one another in love. That's the action of this walk. This is how we follow through. We do it with tolerance. We do it bearing with one another. That's how it's done. So what is the assumption? The assumption is this is not going to be easy. The assumption is there's going to be disagreements. There's, it's going to be, there's going to be differences. Like we said, we've got new people who just started walking. We've got intermediates who are doing nothing. We've got, <laughs> we've got the, the ones walking for a long time and they're tired. And we've got some that just want to run. Okay, there's going to have to be a tolerance in this body with this walk. And now there's tolerance. You know, there's a world kind of tolerance in the workplace or at school. There's a tolerance. And, uh, but inside, you're just boiling. Inside, you're just enraged. Okay, but that's not the action of this walk. This walk is, it's tolerant. Bear with one another. What does your Bible say? In love. It is soaked. It is dripping. It has been drowned in love. That ain't possible without the attitudes of humility, gentleness, and patience. Which ain't possible. <laughs> Have I got any Americans here? Okay. They're making no sense to you. That is not possible without being strengthened by the inner man. Right? And that was the prayer in chapter 2. Uh, chapter 3. So if there's prayer in the inner man to being filled with the fullness of God... And together with one another, now humble, gentle, patience. Now there is tolerance, but tolerance at God level. Tolerance at God level. Now, because what do you want to pull? You want to pull this weight that is worthy of your calling. You want to pull the mountain of grace. Then it's tolerance, not at skin level, not at pretense level, just a mask, but in love. Amen? That's the action of this walk together. Tolerance and in love. All right. But then there's another action. Verse 3. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. Thanks, George. That's the second one. Make every effort. In other words, this is our priority. This is what we're diligent about. This is what we're conscientious of as a body. This is the rope that we're holding. Everyone, we, we don't let go of this rope. What is this rope? Unity in the Spirit in the bond of peace. Everyone is to hold that rope. 
If you're falling in the front, you don't let go of this rope. If you're running on ahead, you don't let go of this rope. If you're tired and don't want to take another step, you don't let go of this rope. And if you've collapsed or someone else has cut your legs out from underneath you, you don't let go of this rope. You are being diligent. You are focused on. You make every effort, whatever it takes, to hold on to this unity in the Spirit and in the bond of, of peace. Those two, are, those two things are handcuffed together. Unity in the Spirit is handcuffed to the bond of peace. Why are they handcuffed together? Because you have peace because of what the Spirit brought to you. You have peace with God. You have peace with each other because of what the Spirit did. What did the Spirit do to you? He brought to you the Gospel. He brought to you the... Not another Spirit. God's Spirit brought you the Gospel. And when He brought you the Gospel, He afforded you a new position before God. Amen? New position before God. And He brought to you a peace, a powerful peace, that is now blitzed anything that was ever between you and any other enemy, present, past, or future. There is a peace in Christ. That's what the Spirit's ministry has brought to you. He has put you in a position of unity with Him and with others in this bond of peace. That's our fellowship together. And that's our action. 1 Corinthians 12, 12-3. Thanks, George. For just as the body is one, and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. For in one spirit, we were all baptized into one body. Jews, Greeks, slaves, free. All were made to drink of one spirit. One spirit. So make every effort. Be eager to not let go of that rope. Now we can have peace with one another, like we can have tolerance at skin level, you can have peace. Now it's easy, if, you, if you're not holding hands with anyone, you can be at peace. You're not holding hands with anyone. This is in a context of holding hands with different kinds of people, at different kinds of levels. There is this peace. So a good day or a bad day, you have this peace. Whether you believe it or not, this is what you have. This is what we all have in Christ. You have peace. Whether you get the apology or not. Whether you're right or wrong. Whether you're offended or never offended. You have this peace because the Spirit has brought this to you. He's put you in this position. This is yours. And we must have it. The Spirit of unity. And you can imagine now, the readers hearing this letter, we've got... Gentile believers, and we've got Jewish believers who hated each other for millennia. And now they're in this body together. And what do they have in this body? They have peace. So this new body, it ain't going to work in the temple. Because that temple is for Gentiles only. And it's not going to work in the synagogue. Because that synagogue is for Jews only. This is a new body, and it walks in a new way. This is what the Spirit has done. He's brought a peace, and a good peace. Not just no conflict, because there was conflict, but an acceptance with one another. A peace and an acceptance with one another. That's what you have. That's what you've been given. 
And having that peace is not going to produce an attitude that says, I will do what I want, when I want, how I want. That's not the attitude that that peace brings. That that position that you've been put in brings about. That those graces have afforded you up to this point. There is no... We have smothered that. You smothered that in the baptismal pool when you died to self. Amen? You, you dropped that line. And you picked up a new line. Raised into a new man, into a new body. And you picked up a new line. So that's the way we walk. That's our new truth. That's our new power. That's our new unity. Okay. And that's the grace facts that we have received. Now your flesh, your flesh will war against this. Your flesh will find a hundred excuses not to hold on to the rope. Your flesh will, will find a hundred excuses for you to ditch this body. Your, your flesh will do all sorts of crazy things and tempt you in all sorts of different ways. To make it all about you. But it's, it's not all about us. It's all about Him. Alright. Now, Paul gets so caught up in this new unity, he like loses himself. Okay? Because now he just rambles. Verse 4. There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, the Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. He just sort of does what Paul does. Because in this church, and it's an easy default kind of thinking, it would have been easy for the Gentiles to say, you know what, we're never going to get accepted by these Jews. They're always going to think they're better than us. It's just too, I give up. I had a different Lord speak to me. I've got different rules. I had a different spirit lead me. I have a different body of faith that I believe in. I had a different baptism. It was just different for me compared to them. And the Jews, on the other hand, are looking at the others and saying, you know what, they're never going to catch up. These guys are never going to get it. I have a different Lord. I follow a different master. I, I have a different spirit. I was baptized. It meant something different to me. Paul is saying, no ways. One spirit, one Lord, one baptism, one faith, one God. Over all, through all, and in all. One. One. So let's break this down. And I'll see. I'll show you how it matters to us even today. And for the sake of the church in 2032. Okay? It's good that we feel this tension. Because this tension is a reality. There's always going to be tension. Because we're all trying to work together. Like I said last week, church is not for sissies. It's not for sissies. And you, when you smell this us versus them, when you smell it, when, when you feel like your friend is now more of an opponent, or when you feel like this group they're adversaries now, right? This is what you preach to yourself. Your Bible should just open to Ephesians chapter 4 and fall at 1 to 6. One Lord, one baptism, one spirit, one faith. A God over all, through all, and in all. Okay, what do you mean by one body? Well, this is a new entity. It was brand new then. We're a few, we're a few thousand years on now. It was a new entity, but it's still one. It's one entity, and it's called the church. And it's been happening since Pentecost. Since Pentecost, the Spirit has been putting people in position before God and before each other. 
forming one body, one universal global family. We are one body. This is good to remind ourselves of. We are one. We have more in common with each other than our differences. Your differences will be very apparent. Our skin is different. Our personalities are different. Our ethnicities are different. Our background is different. Our knowledge is different. Our pace is different. But we have so much more in common. We are one body brought into position by one spirit. And that's the next thing. One spirit. The Lord's spirit did not work in you something different than he worked in them. The same that he brought to the Jews, he brought to the Gentiles. The same spirit did the same work bringing them into one body. Same work. One, same hope. You can imagine how the Gentiles must, what a comfort this must have been. All the hope that a Jew had. Nearness to God. The promises of God. An eternal inheritance with God. Right? Is their hope too. It's their hope too. God has no favorites with his children. Same body. Same spirit. Same hope. So think about this when you're going to sleep at night with the person that you've got a problem with. That person is holding on to the same hope you're holding on to. The hope of your sins being forgiven. The hope of you having the righteousness of Christ. The hope of you being accepted into heaven, fully sanctified and made perfect. That same hope that person is holding on to. The same hope. One Lord. One Lord. You are taking directions from the same master that that group is taking directions from. So, 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 children, when you feel your parents want what you don't want, and there's difference, there's space between you and your parents, remember, in Christ, your parents have the same boss as you do. You have the same boss as your parents. We're one. And we all have the same... We're all slaves to Christ. Amen? We're all slaves to one Lord. In Christ. Okay. One faith. Jew and Gentile. God would have us all in this one body of faith. Christ crucified for all our sins. Christ raised from the dead for you and for me. Christ's forgiveness of sin for you and for me. A new heart for you and for me. A body of truth for us to hold on to for you and for me. One faith. One baptism. The Spirit's work worked in us and we expressed it in baptism and put in and identified. We all said to this body, I'm with you now. I belong to you now. I'm yours now. I identified one God and Father over all. Maybe the Jews were saying, we're under the Father's hand. The Gentiles are outside the Father's hand. We have God's protection. You don't have God's protection. And Paul is saying, no. One God and Father over all. One Father over all. You are greatly loved by this Father, Jew or Gentile. And He is over all. This is a helpful one. Especially when we get knotted up. And we will get knotted up. Just chill. God is sovereign. God is sovereign. I don't have to fret. I don't have to lose it. That we make it to 2032. Okay? Because God is sovereign over all. 
He will ensure we make it to 2032. Amen? Whatever is not known, whatever is unfixed, whatever is unsorted, to a degree, you need to, your faith kicks in and says, hey, God's in control. I'm in control. No, God's in control. He has to listen to me. No, I'm in control. God over all. And get this. He is through all. This is amazing, everyone. This is amazing. That in this body, this peculiar, funny, walking entity. Because <laughs> it's going to look funny. It's weird. Okay, this entity that's hobbling along. Because someone dropped the ball, and someone's running too fast, and someone doesn't want to do anything. Okay? This hobbling along body, what is God doing in it? He's working through it. He's working through it. He's working through you and through me. With our weaknesses, our differences, our personalities, what's getting rubbed off, what's getting rubbed in, what we're accommodating with as we express this patience, as we are humble and gentle with one another, we are pulling the weights because God is walking through it. He is working through you. He's working through you. And that's a fresh, that's a good perspective to hold on to. He is over all. He's working through all. And then he says, I am in all. It's amazing that this God who is transcendent is also imminent. The fullness of God with us, in us, and through us. So let's bring this home now. And, uh, I mean, it's been a, it's been a great text truth and we mustn't forget it we mustn't forget it so let's apply this to our lives today maybe God has brought somebody to your mind he's brought someone to your mind and you know what you need to make time you need to schedule a time to go see that person because you were once close now there's space you maybe let go of the hand you need to take whatever's made you drop hands, take that to the Lord, schedule the time, and have the conversation. Now, you're pulling your weight. You're pulling your weight. Maybe it's just busyness. Busyness has separated you. It separated you from this whole entity. Never mind holding hands. You've dropped the rope. You've just gone passive. You see, friends, unity does not drift from heaven. It, it, it doesn't just osmosis into us. It's not a given. Make every effort, it said. Make every effort. You've got to do this. If the church is going to be united in 2032, we've got to do this now. We've got to hold hands now. We've got to say to ourselves now, unity over everything else. If I'm right or if I'm wrong, if I'm offended or the offender, if I'm slow, if I'm dead, if I'm intermediate or if I'm fast, unity, unity, unity. Amen? That's, that's the ethos here. And I've got to make it my goal. Maybe your love has grown cold. You need to take that to the Lord. Maybe you need to have a good look at the differences. What exactly is keeping your hands and, and, with, and holding you back from holding up that unity, that rope. Take, take that to the Lord and, and talk to Him about it. 
what could you do to help the unity and the bond of peace in the church? I mean, is there someone you could call? Is there someone you could visit? Is it a meeting you could get to? A group, an invitation you could take up and say, yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Because I want to contribute to this unity in the bond of peace. Right? Don't be passive about it. Maybe passivity is what you need to repent of. I mean, you just thought it's just going to happen. It's not just going to happen. God, overall, yes, but through all and in all. And so it takes both of us, all of us, hand in hand, toe to toe, doing the dance. But ABC, our best position, our best position, what, what, would get us, what would get us right for 2032? What would get us bang, bang, bang? Is to start again. Just to start again. Let this text, what, what's underneath you? One God, one Father, one faith, one baptism, one spirit. Look down. Stop looking at each other and the differences maybe and look down what's underneath you. Look, but underneath you is the Trinity. That's what you're in. God the Father, God the Son, God the Spirit has put you in this position. Look down. One Spirit, one baptism, one faith, one God of the Father over all, through all, and in all. That's what you have. Now, let's just start again. Hand in hand and holding the rope of unity. Amen? Okay, now. Then we ought to see it. Let's see it. Okay. Let's pray together. Father God, thank you for dying on the cross. Thank you for shedding your blood so that you could make peace with us. And we have peace with you. We were content to live our own lives, holding on to our own ropes, until you showed us what an offense that is. And the negative spiritual economy we were incurring by holding on to ourselves, That we were not right with you. We had no peace with you. And actually we had no peace with anyone. Thank you for the cross, Lord. That has squared us. We were reconciled to you. And our sin has been taken away. And a righteousness has been received. And we were baptized. Help us to keep that pride buried. Help us to strangle the life of self. And hold on to this rope of peace. We have a new peace with you and a new peace with others. Help us to pull it tight. Make it strong. All across the world, we're one. And this body is going to go into ages to come. And teach angels. Oh Lord. Keep us one. There is no God like you. You are awesome. Stir our hearts. Change our calendars. Help us through our differences. Help us through our peculiarities. And help us in our weakness. In your name we pray. Amen.